0: Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business. So that they can have a remarkable practice as part
1: of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And today we're going to get into a conversation about money, and we're going to specifically be talking about how you structure your your plans, your payment plans, how the inflows of of money actually come in. And we're going to be talking about very practically what we're seeing in the marketplace and what we have recognized as being uh, the most, probably the the most effective way to structure your business on the financial side of things uh, when it comes to, care plans. Now, I know some of you who are listening don't do care plans. We recognize that. We know that some of you who are listening, it, it may be something you don't do because it doesn't fit in with your model. Some of you maybe don't do them because compliantly in your state or your area, maybe it's something you can't do for some reason. So we recognize that. But what we're going to be speaking about today to the majority of you, uh, I believe, who are listening is something that is uh, is going to truly transform if not if it has not already your business because I know it did mine I'm sure I'm going to share my story here today, Dr. Steven um, as as I'm I'm sure you will as well about uh, just even my transition into going into the st- season of my career called exit in the practice stage of my career and why this conversation we're having today is so important because it actually was tremendously uh, impacting in a positive way the remarkable and profitable and graceful exit that I was able to achieve. So, Dr. Stephen, with that, looking forward to uh, digging into our conversation today. Great to see you. Oh,
0: man, I'm excited about this conversation, Dr. Pete. As you know, know, I've just been in the last two years, I've just been in the throes of creating our remarkable exit program. And, you know, I've learned so much about the opportunity that uh, we all have uh, to Create a more graceful and profitable exit, right? So uh, you and I have made multiple exits ourselves. We love to say we teach from scar tissue, you know, because that's the reality of it. Almost every program, uh, product offering that we have is always about, man, you know what, let's make sure you have a better experience and a better outcome than we had when we were screwing it up seven ways to Sunday until we finally figured it out, reproduced it ourselves, multiple times. And now we're just teaching, you know, thousands of entrepreneurs around the world how to, you know, pull success forward, you know, like compress time, pull money forward, right? And make a bigger impact, bigger income. So, you know, today's conversation is no exception, because we're going to talk about what is the most profitable and enviable business model you could possibly build in the marketplace today and how that just so aligns beautifully with the remarkable practice system and chiropractic in general, Uh, especially when you take it from the perspective of your payment plans should match the three P's. It should be, they should be purposeful, they should be possible and they should be profitable, right? So those are the criteria that we have for remarkable payment plans. Now, when you look at this purposeful, it should be you know, I love the expression, show me how the money works. I'll show you the culture of the business. Right. So, you know, when, you know, you and I ran very, very similar practices and, you know, our, our financial plans were a reflection of our purpose. Right. So Camille and I, we got together and said, we wanted to create a place where families could find a better way to better health. Right. So we, we not only wanted them to have better health outcomes. We wanted them to have a better health experience. Like, so healthcare experience and a health experience throughout their life. So we knew that that meant we wanted to have Multiple family members, multiple generations, getting regular chiropractic care across their entire lifetime—that's the vision story, right? So, the purposeful part of that is we set up our financial plans where it promoted that. Now, you might say, actually, you know, I I want to create a place where people have been everywhere and done everything, and they they they've got these you know these conditions, these body signals, these the, the situations that the medical world hasn't been able to untangle. And I want to bring some functional medicine into my, and I, and that, and that's what I want to deal with that type of, well, that's a different vision and an awesome vision and a different model. Right? Or maybe it's, Hey, I want to take care of the top athletes in the world and I want to travel around. I want to be known as the guy who sees people before, during and after these games to optimize their performance and keep them on the field for the longest career. And you know that that's a different vision story. Another awesome vision story. So the first thing is, is your model has to be purposeful. Then it has to be possible. So based on that vision, can people, is it possible? And I hate the word affordable, right? Because people will pay for whatever they want, right? I love to say, you can have whatever you want. You just can't have everything you want, right? So people will pay for whatever they want. So is it possible? And then is it profitable, right? And the model that we're going to talk about next here, Dr. Pete, is the most profitable, while you're doing it, and ultimately in your in your exit. And I love to frame this conversation with what Covey taught us, begin with the end in mind. And what have we learned? What can we learn today from the current marketplace, specifically from private equity? What are we learning in the marketplace right now? What does it tell us about what is the most profitable and attractive or enviable business model for us to create for our own businesses?
1: And I didn't really know a lot about this. And, and I know you already alluded to that, but it wasn't a conversation that was happening in chiropractic that I'm aware of. I, I was not aware of it. And I feel like I was aware of a lot of the important conversations that were happening in chiropractic at the time. Uh, but there was no one really teaching this or discussing this. There was not a lot around this uh, that was a stash even 10 years ago. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the concept of Creating a a practice where people are on a recurring payment plan that was that was a that was a novel idea, you know, you know, at the time. I mean, you might say it's been going on since chiropractic it was incepted, yeah. But what was really going on was a box on the wall model. Really, it was in many ways, you know. There was whether that's the pay per visit or you know, kind of pay as you go, It's very manual, lots of stops at the front desk, all this, we didn't, we didn't have a practice like that from the beginning. But what we were not doing was we weren't prioritizing and emphasizing the value of the recurring payment model, right? The monthly recurring revenue. So if if you were to say to me, Dr. P, what was your purpose? My my purpose in my practice was lifetime, we call it lifestyle chiropractic. So lifetime, chiropractic care on a recurring payment plan that was it it was lifetime chiropractic care on a recurring payment plan that was it so that was ultimately what we 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 arrived at was that well, what are we really trying to accomplish here well and so we call it lifestyle memberships you have a chiropractic lifestyle membership that's what it was because i'm living a chiropractic lifestyle the lifestyle included chiropractic it also included the following you know it included taking your vitamins and supplements it included exercise. It included drinking pure, purified water. It included, you know, getting um, the appropriate amount of sleep, right? It included living the lifestyle, the things that we taught, the the teaching, and it included chiropractic care. So it was included in your lifestyle, right? So there was this included. Well, what also is included in your lifestyle is, well, I have my payment for my insurance, for my auto. I have my Recurring payment for my auto. I have my recurring payment maybe for my home. I have my recurring payment for my children's education. I have my recurring payment for my gym membership. I have my recurring payment for my chiropractic care, you know? And it was just made sense to build it into what was happening in someone's life. And so little did I know, Dr. Steven, that, you know, years later, that when it came time to exit for me, that that model which we had established and built was a significant support in the transition in that acquisition process because the value of the business itself and this was not a this was a main street deal right this was not this is not a, a wall street deal as we like to say you know this was definitely just you know one of those opportunities for another doctor to sell to another doctor. And it was awesome. And it went really well. But it was because we had this model that we had spent years building, not thinking over oh, building it so we can sell it this way. Like I said, this is, we didn't have these conversations like you and I are having right now. Yeah. And at least I wasn't having this conversation, Dr. Steven. And, and now I look at that and it says, you know what, was that model purposeful for me at the time? 100% because my purpose was, lifetime family wellness care. So in order for people to do that, I recognized that they had to look at chiropractic as a lifestyle. It had to fit into a lifestyle. And, the, and then what was the most realistic way, what was the most possible way for that to happen was to be on a payment plan and a monthly recurring payment plan. So they didn't have to think about it. They didn't have to, we didn't have to think about it either. And we just got to love them. They got to make it part of the lifestyle. It was seamless. It was effortless. It was smooth. There was no, you just came in, you got your care, you moved on. We had milestone moments throughout each year where we would check in, you had our anniversaries and things like that. But other than that, it was just flow. It was in state. It was beautiful. And that was, that made it, you know, very, very possible. And it was profitable for our business because we set up the model so that it was, because we knew what our, our cost per visit would be. We knew what our a dollar visit average or collective visit average. We, we knew what our profit per visit was. And so we knew what we were doing as far as that goes, because we really thought a lot about that. We had to spend quite a bit of time doing that, actually, because we saw so many families. And and when we were able to see what that was, and I was, I was happy with what, what that was, we rolled that out. Dr. Stephen, I know uh, this is something that, you know, as a chiropractic industry, it makes so much sense for us, right? From all the levels, whether you're in the state of build, scale or exit, It it makes so much sense to do things this way. So I'm really glad we're having this conversation today.
0: Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our Remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of Remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. Yeah, so Pete, I, I appreciate that you went right to like purpose and vision for the business because really the your payment plans simply have to be a reflection of your recommendations for care. And the recommendations for care have to be a reflection of your purpose. So all of this has to be congruent, right? So where there's any contradiction there, I love the expression contradiction leads to destruction, right? So if there's any contradiction there, then this is not going to work, right? So the payment plan is a reflection of the recommendations for care, whether they're an initial intensive care, corrective care, wellness care, or maintenance care. That's what I mean by that. You set up the payment plan so it makes sense there. Uh, And the recommendations for care are obviously a reflection of your purpose, which is hopefully shaped by your philosophy, right? So like all these components all meet up, right? So, and frankly, wherever you land in your philosophy, on the continuum of philosophy, the, at the end of the day, you can set up a recurring revenue model that is aligned with your philosophy. That's all. It's like, so don't confuse these, right? So it's like whatever that recurring revenue model looks like, which allows you to do your best work for a specific set of people, right? So it's maybe it's not 100% of people end up into this set of recommendations and this financial plan, but ultimately you should be able to design recommendations that are uh, congruent with your belief system and will drive better compliance and therefore better behaviors and better outcomes for your people, right? So this all has to be totally aligned. So you know, how, you know, we're talking about this monthly recurring revenue model, which is different than payment plans, right? So people are like, oh yeah, we've been doing payment plans forever in chiropractic. It's like, it's one thing to say, you know, your the year of care is going to be $4,000 and you're going to have 12 equal payments of, of X number of dollars, right? So that's a payment plan for a finite level of recommendations, right? So what we're suggesting here is not that. Okay, it might start there, but he evolves into like in the remarkable practice system, you have a finite recommendation around initial intensive care. We call it the first four months, for example. So there's a starting line and a finish line, and then you graduate into corrective care. And there's a finite period of time where somebody's in corrective care, where, where you have clear objectives around what you're trying to accomplish, which is probably beyond the scope of this conversation. But there's a starting point and there's a finish line. And so you have a care plan and you have a financial plan. And then they graduate into wellness care and maintenance care. And the unique thing about wellness care and wellness and maintenance care, Dr. Pete, is that there is a starting point. There's a starting line, but there is no finish line. So why introduce a finish line in the care plan or in the financial plan? Right. So ultimately moving people to a place where they recognize that, okay, so I'm going to use chiropractic like a lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings just like I view exercise. Nobody starts exercising with a plan on, all right, I'm going to exercise for a year. I'm going to work out for a year. <laughs> so it's like, they might have a goal at the end of the year, but their goal is not to complete their exercise regimen. Now that I'm fit, I don't have to work out anymore. So why do we introduce that concept in chiropractic care? So what I'm suggesting is we knock off the end of that thing, get rid of the finish line, and you give wellness or maintenance recommendations that are you know, ultimately- Forever and ever, amen, right? So the payment plan should be set up as a recurring revenue model. The monthly recurring revenue model is the 800 pound gorilla in the marketplace as it stands right now. What you'll see is retention rates will go up extraordinarily when you have this uh, arrangement set up which we all know when retention and compliance goes up, so do patient results and outcomes. People get better health outcomes if they follow the doctor's recommendations for care and they stay under care for the longer period of time. So that's a patient win. We also know that's where more referrals come from and that's also where revenues come from, right? So the revenue model is incredibly attractive. How attractive and how do we know this? Let's get back to the exit conversation and I'm gonna wrap it here with this. And if you look at beginning with the end in mind, we can look at the valuation process for a business coming up over the top of our business, working above our business for a minute, right? So like, as if we're an investor, you know, you guys understand the difference between working in your business and working on your business from the E-myth, right? So going from working in the business to working on the business, that's the ascension of a business owner. Well, the third ascension is, working above the business. So you go from working in the business to working on the business, to working above the business where you're looking down on the business and you recognize now I'm thinking like an investor as I'm building my enterprise value of my business, right? So when you're working in the business as an owner operator, your product is chiropractic care. You're the one that's head down, bum up, adjusting patients and delivering care. Your product is, you're selling chiropractic care. When you become the CEO and you're working on the business, not just working in the business, You know, your job is to take care of the patients, excuse me, take care of the team while they take care of the patients, right? So now you're working on the business, but your product is still chiropractic care. When you make the ascension to working above the business and your identity is now as an investor, your product becomes the business itself, right? Because one day you'll exit and you'll be selling the business, right? So this is the hat you have to wear as I say this to you. When you're looking at the business and you're saying, I need to increase the enterprise value or the value of my business. Now, what you'll say is, well, if I remain an owner operator and I try to exit and sell that business in the marketplace right now, owner operator businesses have very low value because no one wants to buy your job. Right. So you'll see a valuation of like some type of sales multiple, which as an owner operated business, it's going to be somewhere between 0.75 and 2.5, okay, times what's called seller's discretionary earnings, which is how much profit you take as the owner out of your business. It's your salary, plus your distributions or profits, plus whatever adbacks you run through the business. That's called SDE or seller's discretionary earnings. So now we're talking, let's call it 2.5. Let's be optimistic. It's 2.5 times the profit of the business. That's how much you could possibly get for an owner-operated business. Now, when you make that ascension and you take the job and turn it into a business, that's when you're a professionally managed company in the marketplace. When you're selling a business where you've actually made the ascension to CEO and you're running a professionally managed business, this is when the marketplace looks at your valuation and says, oh, so I'm going to do some type of sales multiple times, what's called EBITDA. EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So this is another fancy way of saying profit, okay? So in an professionally managed business, your valuation is going to be somewhere around, let's call it 2.5 to 4.5. So let's again, be optimistic. Let's call it 4.5 times EBITDA, right? So you've made a nice big jump there. That's awesome. When you go from being a owner operated business to a professionally managed business, but look what happens when you make the jump, when you make the jump to what we're suggesting, which when we're talking about a monthly recurring revenue model, that's MRR, monthly recurring revenue. If you look at a year, that's called annual recurring revenue, or ARR, annual recurring revenue. That's top line revenue, annual recurring revenue. The valuation that the marketplace, in other words, if a private equity group came and looked at your business, the multiple is a totally different animal. Okay, so the sales multiple is a much higher number. In fact it's somewhere between 3.5 and 15.5 right now for what's called a subscription based business okay so think about that anywhere from 3.5 to 15.5 times ready arr or annual recurring revenue that's the top line revenue not profit everybody say wow right now right? so so let's let's look at that ascension where you go from top line from, from bottom line profit to top line revenue. And the multiple goes to 3.5 to 15.5 times that annual recurring revenue. Dr. Pete, it blows my mind when I hear something like that, because what that tells me is if you are a subscription based business, in other words, you have monthly recurring revenue, you're, you have a low churn rate. I like to see a churn rate under 4% and you're in an industry that's growing chiropractic is growing at 2.5% a year. You can see a spectacular valuation on that business when you're talking to the most sophisticated business people in the world, which would be a private equity investor, right? Somebody coming in and scrutinizing your business and saying, what is the quality of this business? Mitigate my risk increase my chances of being able to realize a great profit and a great return on my money. If we learn anything from this exercise, it's the highest quality businesses in the world, according to the most sophisticated financial people in the business world, is the monthly recurring revenue model.
1: Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you, more successfully help more people enjoy all right ceos so today i am honored to be in the studio with a friend of mine who i've known for years now and uh just a major contributor to our profession someone who really loves chiropractic loves chiropractors. sometimes i think he is one uh, but uh he has been in the game for years. Tell us a little bit of your history, actually, before we get into the business talk. I want yeah, to remind our audience who you are. So today I have with me uh, in the studio uh, from Cairo Candy, uh, Billy Sticker. Uh, Billy, thanks for taking the time to join me on the Remarkable CEO podcast. And uh really looking forward to our conversation. We chatted just a little bit before we before we press record here, what we want to chat about. So, um, I know everybody's going to love this, but uh, first tell us a little bit of who you are, a little bit of your story, the origin genesis sure. story. I think that's always a good place to start.
2: Yeah, so back in 2007, 2008, uh, I worked for a chiropractor. We had multiple locations, Well, we had two, which is more than one, so multiple locations. And uh, and I was the marketer, and we were able to double the volume in both practices. I really fell in love with the profession. Before that, I I was like a lot of people. I thought chiropractic was neck pain and back pain. I didn't realize it was this wellness lifestyle that really resonated with who I am, that, you know, God didn't create us to be sick. Like he created our bodies to heal. So let's, you know, that's what the wellness lifestyle is all about. So I don't have to tell you guys, but I really fell in love with the profession. I was actually doing our, you know, first screenings, talks out in the community and office workshops. Then I started doing our day ones our day twos. I would go over care plans with the patients. And the only thing I didn't do was adjust. So I just really fell in love with the profession and when we started Cairo Candy, at first it was it started as a marketing podcast. I just wanted to contribute to the profession, and then we started having people reach out to us asking to you know help with books. one of the the first things we were doing was helping doctors write books, which we still do, but it's a very small percentage of our business now. It's now marketing. You know, social media is the the main part. We actually do everything. We do websites and uh, and all that, but. The main thing is paid media, social media, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, we're even getting into some YouTube stuff. But before I get too far ahead, that that that's the the backstory.
1: Awesome. Well, I love that your backstory included you just kind of doing everything that you could do that a doctor that you could do without your doctorate. Let's say being the doctor of chiropractic. I mean, you really were involved in much of the patient process, much of the journey. If we think about the arc of the patient's journey from attraction to conversion to retention, I mean, you were a significant player in understanding what it took to get someone to come in and then get them to say yes to your product and service. And then you handed them over to the doctor then to do more, probably more, a little bit more of the retention side, but you were also doing in office workshops and the other things, which is also a big right. part of retention. So I love that you also have a an understanding of the arc of the patient journey. So when you, we talk marketing right now, you actually understand what it takes for someone to go from a seeker just in the community to then actually raising their hand, saying yes, clicking, opting in, booking in all that to coming in and then what the experience needs to be once they show up, you understand all those steps because you actually were in that seat. You've done that for years. So that's actually, I think really important for everybody to understand. It's like, you're not speaking from theory. You're speaking from experience on what it takes to actually run a chiropractic practice. So uh, I love that. So thanks for sharing that. And I love that you have that. And I can talk to you that way. So let's talk about, you know, I I'm always, everybody's always saying Marketing is uh like a moving target. Like it's always changing every month. It's like you got to stay on top of it. It's always always changing. But I would love to hear your perspective on uh on marketing and really where you where you would say things are right now and where things are at for the profession. Like as a chiropractor. If I'm a chiropractor listening, what's your perspective on on where things are at? Um, I'd love to just get some insights uh, and then we can we can go into some. Go down some paths that I think we might go down here today. So uh maybe uh give us a little insights here where we're at right now.
2: Absolutely. So it definitely is a moving target. You know, there are a lot of things that we do now that we didn't do seven or eight years ago uh, because we didn't know and that we weren't able to. You know, as things change, we want to stay on top of it. And we even have some, not to get too, you know, deep in the in, in the gears, but there are even some processes we have in place to make sure that our whole team is staying abreast of what what is really working out there for all these offices and what's not. But I really believe that there's just never been a better time to be in practice. Uh, I was actually on another uh, being interviewed by somebody else yesterday, and I made the joke that or I say the comment. It's really not a joke. There are very few people as passionate about their message as chiropractors. Right. We may have, let's say, preachers and evangelists, right? People in ministry, people in network marketing (laughs) and chiropractors, right? They want to tell everybody what it is they do. Well, now you can. You know, years ago, if you wanted to be in the TV radio, it it was just expensive. Yellow pages were very expensive. And you know, you had to spend a lot because you were in there next to everybody else. So you need to have the biggest ad. You needed to, you know, get real creative on that. But it was very, very expensive. Well, now. For dollars a day, you can create these videos and tell these social media platforms exactly who you want to target, and then we can build these audiences of people who have been watching your content. They start to know who you are. They start to like you. They start to trust you. They start to understand what it is you do, why you do it, how you do it, and now when that person sees some type of a new patient offer, they're saying yes to the doctor not yes to an offer. And it dramatically increases the quality of person coming in. Uh, And that's kind of been our process for several years once we realized that video was so powerful on social media. And it's even changed now just on the types of videos that we create. TikTok really changed a lot as far as, you know, doing the, the short form videos instead of the longer form videos, which is still good for YouTube, but not necessarily you know, some of the other social media platforms are, they're used to shorter content. So how is it that you create that content that's still going to get somebody's attention, get straight to the point, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, we do a lot trying to educate the community now on these are the types of videos that are working well. It's a great time and really to be in any type of business because of how well you can target your message to your ideal market.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think there's a couple of things that you bring up. Number one is you have to know your message. And number two, you have to know your market. And like you talked about that, you know, as a chiropractor, you've got to get clear on who are you speaking to, right? Who is the person that you're listening? Because we can find that person you're saying. Mm -hmm. We, We actually now have the ability to target. Target is specifically saying, oh, you want to talk to guys who are in their thirties and forties who go to CrossFit specifically and who are really into fitness. Um, but they're not like in their twenties. So they've actually kind of gotten past that. And they're actually, you, they moved on with your life, maybe have families and and careers and, and they're that eight. Oh, you want to talk to that specific person? We can actually talk to them. What do you want to talk to them about? Is the question, what is it that they want to hear? What do they need to know? Like what? So I love that you, so, so as a listener, as a doc, and I know this is nothing new to anybody who's listening, but really the question is how clear are you about your message? How clear and compelling is your message? And how well are you able to articulate and communicate that message? And then do you have a vehicle with which to deliver the message? You're saying that the vehicle with which we deliver it, I mean, TV still exists, right? Mm -hmm. In some form. There still are newspapers. I still see them. There's still radio. I mean, there still are these, maybe dinosaur type marketings that are out there that are still very expensive, but we can actually leverage these new platforms and new, new methods to reach the audience. So one of the things that I find to be a, a challenge for a lot of people is the content, creating the right content. You, you mentioned that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what does that, how do we know what's the right content? Like what's, what's a general approach that you might take in advising a doctor as I'm listening to this and listening to you, like, how do I know what's the right content? Can you speak to that? I'd love to hear it. Well,
2: whenever you think about your community, there's a lot of people out there that they don't know they need to be seen a chiropractor, right? They don't know they need to go get their spine checked. Uh, so that's what we would call, they're just, they're unaware of the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So some of your content needs to be addressing the fact that this, this is a problem that yep. our sponsor degenerating, like we, we need to to get this stuff checked out. Uh, so some of it needs to be speaking to those people, moving them down the funnel, if you will, to where they they realize it's a problem. And then they realize the services that you offer, and that you can solve these problems. And then once you get somebody through that journey, then you know, they're more, more apt to say, you know what, yes, I, I do want to come in. Now, some people, your messaging needs to be, they are. They do know about chiropractic. They do know about this health and wellness lifestyle, and they're already pursuing that health and wellness lifestyle, and they see you. And those are easier people to say yes. They're just for, you know, different place in the funnel because they already know there's a problem. So there, there's different, you're, you need to create content that's kind of speaking to all of that. But one of the things that we tell doctors is like, look, if you have patients ask questions, They're probably not the only person thinking that. So anytime somebody asks a question, there's a good chance that that's a great content idea. So keep up with those or even maybe write down, hey, these are the top five questions patients ask. And then you can go on from there and say, you know what? These are the top five questions I wish a new patient would ask. So there's yeah. 10 pieces of content right there that you can do uh, to really get your message out there. We tell people don't be in the same spot. Every time you do a video, even if you're wearing something different, the first goal is to get them to stop scrolling. So there right. needs to be something different. And especially if we're doing retargeting and we're getting them to see other videos, it's one thing to see a video. It's another thing to watch a video, right? Yeah. Just like you see newspapers, but we don't look in newspapers anymore. <laughs>
0: Some right. people
2: do but you want to be able to grab their attention. So one of the things that we say is use props. You know, I, I have a spine right over here. It's kind of a l- little bit out of out of my reach. But that for us, we see that every day. You know, that prop is not, not uncommon for us. But it is for everybody else. So when they right. see a video and you holding the spine, it it tends to give them pause. Hmm. And then if you've got a good hook on... Whatever it may be, you know, one of those questions people ask or just things that you wish they would ask, things that you want the, the public to know about, you know, proper alignment and subluxations. You just go through, pick anything. Um, yeah. That's going to first get their attention. So we say use props. You can stand in front of a nerve chart. You can stand in front of x-rays. You could, um, you could have patients or staff be a prop, you know, be somebody in there and you're doing a range of motion and explaining what you're doing, why you're doing this or stretches or, you know, any kind of tips and stuff too.
1: So good. We're just, we're just, you're just laying it down for us, giving just a lot of value, very practically. You know, I think you, your point on, we talk about, you know, you're the messenger, your marketing is your message. You're the messenger, right? So what you're talking about is You're messaging it to the people though. So the questions that your patients are asking, the questions that you wish they would ask, that's ultimately, that's such a good starting spot. It's like, are you actually listening? That's a great question. It's are you listening to what your patients are saying? Are you listening to what they're asking? And I think the, the first part of being a good marketer is being a good listener. So being a good communicator is actually more about listening than it is about talking. It's actually, are you being attentive? To what people are saying, are you understanding maybe where they're coming from? And are you able to help connect the dots for them? Like you talked about, like, first is just an awareness situation. And then you kind of build that level and they, you know, they go through a, some sort of a journey. And so no matter where they're at in their journey, like you can meet them right where they are and you can speak to them because you can say, hey, I've listened to you. I've been listening to people just like you. And I think I know what you're thinking. I believe that, you know, this is what you're, you're asking. And I think this is, this is what, this is what I have to say to you about that. Right. And so leading people to that place of their, their own epiphany, talk about the patient epiphany when they have that aha moment. And I think it's important to know that you can have the aha moment before they can start to have that aha moment. They should before they ever show up to your door pre-qualifying we like to say or things like that where they're not just coming in kicking a tire they're not just coming in because it's a good deal they're coming in because I've learned some things I'm picking up some things you're speaking directly to me you're talking my language you're reading my mail and I'm coming in because I feel like you're the person that can help me with what I've got going on right now right how much of that is is really I mean ultimately I feel like that's what I'm hearing you say it's like this is the problem that I'm having. You just connected with me about that problem. I heard you talking about that. And I believe you are the one that can help me. That's really what we're trying to do, right? I mean, ultimately, if we do of successful course. marketing, it would answer that.
2: Yes. And one of the things in marketing that you want to do is if you can enter the conversation that they are already having in their head,
1: hmm. good.
2: It, it helps your like that needs to be your messaging. One of the things, regardless of your politics, one of the things Donald Trump did is he would say things that people were thinking they just didn't want to say. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. so it, and he connected with a lot of people. So what are some things that your patients are thinking? That is a hook. If you can mm-hmm. start getting in there. So that's why it's so important to listen to what these patients are saying, because they're, yes, everyone's unique and different, but also they're similar. And so if you can start to create your messaging to, to really understand and, and enter that conversation, it really connects with people and it's going to resonate with people. And then also your favorite patients right now, if you look on the books on who's coming in tomorrow there's going to be a couple that stand out to you and probably make you smile. Man, I, this, that, that lady never misses an appointment. She's always referring people. Like she comes in here, the staff loves her. It's probably because she's educated, right? She gets it. She drank the Kool-Aid. Well, a lot of times our patient education doesn't start till our day one or day two. What if your patient education could start two months before they ever came in?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what we get to do with social media We get to start educating our people. So it's so much easier whenever they come in. One of the things I say a lot is we all agree that referrals are some of our best new patients. When it's a referral, you're like, all right, you know, there's a great chance they're accepting care because they've like you already share a relationship. You don't know them, they don't know you, but y'all both know somebody. Well, I think when people have been consuming your content and then they come in, I think that's better than a referral, because to them, they already know you. Hmm. And so that wall is down. And Hmm. uh, another thing, speaking of referrals, when it comes to creating that content, some people are very nervous. Doctors just get very nervous uh, when it comes to making videos. One of the things we tell them is, don't think you're making a video for your community. Hmm. Imagine, there's a referral, right? Your favorite patient sending in her niece or her next door neighbor or whatever it is. But they had a question about cervical issues and headaches. So you're going to make this video and you're speaking to one person addressing that problem. Headaches are no fun. And a lot of people don't realize this, but this is something as a chiropractor, we see in our office every day. Let me show you what can happen. And then you should get into cervical curvature, you know, in all this and present it however you normally would. That's a, a great way, and it typically helps one people that watch the video, they feel like you're speaking just to them. Um, but it typically helps the doctor to have that mindset that this is only going to one person. I kind of know them, but I don't know them. And it typically helps lower that uh, inhibition to make the video to begin with.
1: such gold on this uh, this this segment we're having here. So Billy can't uh, sticker from Cairo candy is in the house, and uh, we're we're just having a great time. Um, all right. So one of the cool things is the reason why I'm interviewing, uh, Billy is because he's a success partner. So he's one of the, um, the businesses that we believe in and we share, uh, values we align and, and that's why he is here and he's serving our profession. He's serving many of our doctors, um, and helping them be able to achieve what you're discussing right here. So, what I would love to, um, just end here with is how do people learn more and get in contact with you? If, if our listeners want to understand more about your services and what you guys are doing to help the TRP docs and help other doctors in our profession, uh, which I know you're, uh, you're doing, um, how, how do they do that?
2: Yep, I, I would recommend simply going to cairocandy.com. Just chirocandy.com. Uh We have a lot of some videos on there that kind of explain more about what it is we do. Uh, and then hop on the call with, with one of our team all of our teams here in the States, we don't have anybody overseas that works on many accounts. Like every actually everybody's here in Texas kind of spread out all over the state, but our team, like they go to chiropractors, they, they get it. And even the people that you would talk to, if you will, the the sales, you know, the salesperson that you would talk to, they don't just do sales. They actually manage accounts. So they can tell you, Hey, we have other offices just like you i've seen this before this is what's working best because we specifically don't have a sales department that's separate like we we do it with the account reps because they can best answer questions they know what's working well and what's not so um find out a bunch of information and then simply you know schedule a time to hop on a a short call with one of our team
1: beautiful well, you heard it. So go to chirocandy.com, check out the videos, jump on a call and uh, go from there. So Billy, thanks for joining me in the studio. Thanks for being a remarkable Absolutely. CEO. You are, thank you. you are a remarkable CEO of your own business and businesses. And uh, we're honored that you are a part of the remarkable practice uh, family and one of our great success partners. And thank you for all you're doing to help the doctors help more people, which is really what we're on the mission to do is to restore health. Um, so thank you for that and for all you who are listening thanks for tuning in and remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the remarkable ceo podcast until then have a great rest of the week talk to you soon god bless everybody thanks for listening to this episode of the remarkable ceo podcast remember what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors if you like this podcast